It's time once again for another edition of American RVer. This month's show brings us back to Wakarusa, Indiana, and part two of the Monocle Factory Tour, Final Finishing. We then travel to Lake Monroe, also in Indiana, and interview John Hillenberg, owner of Cedar Ridge Camping Resort. Finally, we meet up with certified RV tech Pat Setzer for some tips on connecting up your RV at a campground. Stay right here for American RVer. For this edition of American RVer, we're back in Wakarusa, Indiana at the Monaco Coach Corporation, and we have seen the Monaco Coach and the Holiday Ramblers manufactured inside, and now we're looking at one that's ready to go to paint and get the finishing touches. With me is Ken Walters, and he's the National Sales Manager for Holiday Rambler. Hey, Peggy. Thank you, Ken. Good to see you again. Yes, ma'am. All right, now let's see what we're going to, tell me what we're going to see today. Well, you're actually going to see this great coach that's basically produced at this point. You're going to see the graphics go on. You're going to see the paint and the final finish. We'll actually have a Monaco coach. Okay, let's go in. So this is apparently the first step in the paint process. What's happening here, Ken? Basically what they're doing, Peggy, is they're just sanding, prepping the coach to receive paint. You'll see the graphics and then the paint go on board, the clearing, and again to the finished product. And they're covering up anything that doesn't get painted. Exactly right. So Water heaters, reefers, those type things, absolutely. Right. And I can see they have a little bit of fun with this. Sure they do. <laughs> Except to drive the coaches in, that's pretty, pretty fun stuff. Right. So it looks like once that first base coat is on, now they start putting out all those cool graphics. Yep. Is that what's happening here? We saw them prep it. They've added the base coat, and then you have your Monaco-specific, holiday-specific, or safari-specific graphics package. They, they basically tape it off by hand. You'll see that, and then back for some more paint. So you actually have designers that come up with the designs for the outside of each of those coach brands. Yes, we have very specific signature graphics for each of our models. That's great. Well, listen, I'm going to watch these guys for a little while. So basically, they've taken the first paint, they've put on all the symbols, they've sanded that all down in preparation for clear coating, and now we've come to the finished product. They're actually buffing everything. Right. Yep, you've seen all of the steps along the way for the paint process. We actually have a painted and now they're polishing the coach to move on to final finish. Okay, so still not ready to come to me. Still they're not still ready to you. We're going to final steps. finish. We'll start adding a few more components, furniture, uh, balances and such on the okay. inside. We'll go to white glove after that. Then you'll have a coach ready okay. to go to the dealer. Sounds good, Ken. Okay, Ken, I guess we've gotten to the point where the painting's done, almost all the interior stuff is in. Now it's finding any little things that they found along the way and getting those fixed. Say a little rubber seal didn't really match up right or it came loose, they have to fix all of that. This is where all that happens. Right, Peggy, this is final finish. You'll see, again, green tape to note maybe an adjustment that does need to be made. Mm -hmm. They note any paint adjustments that need to be made or any adjustments on the coach right. altogether. Again, most of the interior elements right. are in the coach. We are really close to having a Monaco coach. Uh, once we get through final finish again, to white glove and then finished product. Yeah, and I understand that it's just a list as they're going through the production line. If it's something they can't fix, they'll note it on the list and that gets repaired right here. We can, yeah, we get to allow certain things to get here and just make repairs, especially pain issues right. and those type things. Right. And then we can make a determination here if it needs to go back to production for a specific fix. Okay, so I can feel really confident that so many people have looked at my coach along the process that it is going to be a great product when I get it home. So we ensure with production, obviously. Obviously, we have a book, and each coach has actually two books that goes along with it. So for, starting from your Roadmaster chassis all the way through production, as we add the sidewalls, the roof, the components inside, 
we go through paints, we go through graphics, this book goes along with it. You have signature after signature after signature that we're giving you the options that you ordered, the floor plan that you ordered, the color it's supposed to be, and it's the quality that you expect from a Monaco coach. Okay, so the last and final phase is the white glove. Where someone goes through and they check out every detail, all the appliances, to make sure the engine runs. Of course, that's a silly thing. Right. <laughs> but everything's done. At that point, the coach is, coach is ready to go to the dealer and for me to pick up. One thing in between final finish, we do a rain, we do a rain test. Oh. We run water on board, and I'll show you guys where that's at. We run water from all angles at a huge amount of pressure with the slides in, the slides out. Again, to make sure before so we go. So it's going to leak at any point. It's going to leak, leak under there. these conditions. Right. We're basically so creating careful. typhoon conditions because in our industry, obviously, over the course of the years, uh, that's been an issue. Right. We think we have. We think we have it fixed. Okay. We'll move on and see a finished coach. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Ken. Well, Ken, we've literally reached the end of the line. Absolutely. So we have a lot of finished Monaco products ready to go out. Holiday Ramblers ready to go out. Mm -hmm. Ready for you to pick up. I do appreciate you being here, and if you want to take a tour of the Monaco plant in Wakarusa, just come by between, what is it, two Ten times two. a day, 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, five days a week, Monday through Friday, or visit MonacoDifferent.com. We talked about a lot of differences. You saw the difference in our chassis, in our coach, all the options that we provide for you, the tours, MonacoDifferent.com. Check it out. Okay, so come on by or check out the website. Thanks for joining us on this week's American RVer. Up next, we park our rig at Cedar Ridge Camping Resort. Monaco engineering and design teams combine safety, comfort, performance, and convenience into all of our products. We take care of our customers. Great products start with great people, and we're proud to have the finest. We're different by design and proud of it. Every chassis we make is custom built and fine tuned to a specific make and model. We stand behind our product. Ride along with us and discover the Monaco difference. Well, Jim and I have ventured a little bit further west now and we're in Indiana. It's a beautiful state, kind of reminds me a little bit of the mountains or the hilly areas in Vermont and New Hampshire. It's been very pretty. We're near Lake Monroe which is a reservoir built by the Army Corps of Engineers. I forget what year, but with me is John Hillenberg, and he is with the Cedar Ridge Camping Resort. John, welcome to the show. Hi. Nice. I have a little fly buzzing around here. <laughs> nice to have you here yeah. at Cedar Ridge. Tell me a little bit about Cedar Ridge Camping Resort. Cedar Ridge, um, we opened in May of 2005. Uh, we started construction in 2004. Uh, it came out of an idea of basically my wife and I were uh, heavy RVers and oh, okay. we were tired of staying Ooh. at the state parks. So we decided that I'm a real estate developer, so we decided that we wanted to uh, have a nice place to go that, that the state parks couldn't offer. We wanted swimming pools. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you found a nice piece of property on the top of a hill, so you've got great views from every campsite. The city sewer, which is the hard city to find. Sewer. This, wow. this close to the lake, and then yeah. we have the golf course across the road. Right. Um, so that was. Um, the main reason why we went with this piece of property, but full hookup sites, a clubhouse with a pool. We wanted 30 and 50 amp service. Right, 50 amp on every site. So, yeah. yeah, we wanted something better than what the state parks were. Right, offer. so if you come to Indiana and you come here and you want to look at the American RVer show, you can download it right from your campsite, which is great. Now, I also know that you decided to join um, the 
coast-to-coast -coast network mm -hmm. of campgrounds. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that decision and a little bit about that um, system. Okay. Um, being a park that's open to the public, um, typically do not offer the kind of amenities that we have here at Cedar Ridge. So we knew uh, going in that we wanted to be to uh, be a member only resort, hmm. um, which is similar to like a country club type mm -hmm. concept. And I looked at all the different camping clubs uh, and coast to coast seemed to fit the best with what we wanted to do. They're the oldest and the largest. And basically what it is, it's a network of privately owned campgrounds like Cedar Ridge where people mm -hmm. can, uh, when they become a member, they can go to all those parks for $8 a night. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. savings. Yeah. So you basically join as a member and then you can go to any of those campgrounds. There's, is there a limit to how long you can stay at any of those campgrounds? There are. There is. There's two levels of membership, Deluxe and Classic. With Deluxe Coast to Coast, you can stay 14 nights at a Deluxe Park, which we're one of 156 mm -hmm. Deluxe Parks in the U.S. Uh -huh. 14 nights straight, leave for seven. With the Classic level membership, it's seven nights straight. Okay. And then you got to be out for seven nights. And then you can go back to any other coast-to-coast -coast resort after that. Right, right. Now, are you open to the public as well, or is it strictly a membership camp? We are here? open to the public here for camping until January 1st of 2008, and at that time we will become members only. Uh, mm -hmm. For our cabin rentals, uh, for the time being, we're going to be open to the public for that. Mm -hmm. Now, you also have uh, tent sites. I saw some primitive tents, tent mm -hmm. sites. You've got mm -hmm. some walking trails, a dog mm -hmm. park. Wi-Fi, which is becoming, believe it or not, as popular as swimming pools. When people call anymore and they ask what amenities we have, when you mention free wireless internet, boom. There was just a uh, survey that Jim was taking a look at mm -hmm. um, this morning, actually, mm -hmm. and it talked about what do you want most, a swimming pool or Wi-Fi? And Wi-Fi definitely yeah, was up here. And some people just didn't care either it's way. It's surprising, but, okay. but, but yeah. really people plan their trips now on the internet. They'll stay mm -hmm. and then they plan their next night mm -hmm. right while they're here. That's great. Well, we've really enjoyed it. We've enjoyed the views. We took a short little drive around today, around the lake, saw the dam, uh, lots of boating activities, mm -hmm. uh, from power boats to canoeing to kayaking to swimming, lots of waterfront activities here. And you're right next to the Hoosier National Forest. Mm -hmm. And I also saw some signs for some caves. Mm -hmm. So it's a big limestone area. So there's some caving, lots of activities in Indiana. So next time you're out and around and you're driving through this part of the Midwest, stop by at Cedar Ridge Camping Resort. Thanks for being with me, John. Thank you. Thank you. more information, go to the Cedar Ridge website at www.campcedarridge.com. Up next, Tech Tips with Pat Setzer. Hi, and welcome to our Tech Tip here on American RVer. Um, we have Pat Setzer with us, and Pat, uh, welcome. I appreciate you being here. Nice, nice to, to see you. you. Yeah. And Pat is going to be doing some setup tips for us basically for our tech tip segment here and uh, the first thing you do of course when you pull into an RV park is you're going to set up and level yourself up and then you're going to search out some power exactly mm -hmm. so your shore power is very important what I usually do with shore power is make sure that your 30 amp or your 50 amp switch is off before plugging in and then once you're plugged in you want to flip the 50 amp or the 30 amp, whichever you are, mm -hmm. back on. Right. So that gets us started. But okay. it is important that the switch is off when you actually do the plug-in. Next. For what reason? 
so that you are not taking any kind of shock or you don't do not become the ground for the electricity, <laughs> okay. which is pretty important. That's right. Exactly. Secondly, then I go immediately into the coach and I take a couple devices with me. You might want to get these. This device is a polarity checker and it will tell you if there's uh, reverse polarity mm -hmm. in the coach. That's important because you can get something called a hot skin. In other words, you touch your coach, you can actually have a little electrical shock if you have reverse polarity. A big problem in the rain, especially. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and this is my new best friend. It's called a good governor. You can plug this in in the coach and it makes sure that you have 110 volts AC up to 120, which mm -hmm. is a good range. Mm -hmm. You want 110 volts AC because most of your appliances and the electronic boards on board now uh, require that as a minimum or they can malfunction. Right, okay? okay. So these two little tools are very important. Both are available at uh, Camping World. So right, now if you don't have the correct voltage or the correct polarity, what do you do? Then you want to come out here, turn the switch off, unplug in that order, mm -hmm. and notify the campground management immediately. Because you're going to want to move. You want to move. You want to protect your rig at that point and get it out of that campsite. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right, good. All right. Now, after you get the electric hooked up, what's the next step? My next step at that point is I go over here to the water. Okay. And I hook up water. Okay, let's do so that. So let's do that. All right, Pat, we got the electric hooked up. We're mm -hmm. over here at the water spigot, and what are we going to do here? Well, we don't have to worry about electrical shock, I don't think, at this point. <laughs> Hopefully so not. Yeah, that part's over. <laughs> uh, but I usually hook up my freshwater hose. Make sure you have a freshwater hose. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have a regulator. Here's a little plastic regulator. You can get a brass regulator that has actually a gauge on it. Mm -hmm. uh, either will work for you. Now, if you have the one with the gauge, you can, and it's high pressure coming out, you can actually mm -hmm. then regulate it with the spigot. That's correct. Mm -hmm. You use the spigot to make sure you're within range. Okay. I usually keep it around 40 to 45 okay. on here when I'm um, hooked up to a powerful and water source. Why is that uh, important to do? Well, many of the motorhomes and RVs are equipped with uh, PVC and tubing that can actually, it's pressure sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I've uh, worked on many plumbing situations mm -hmm. whereby we've actually blown the connector or the joint or the elbow joint because of too much pressure coming mm -hmm. through the water. Um, and so I, this is I important. should have mentioned that uh, you actually are a technician, an RV technician. Yes, I am. I'm a certified RV tech. Okay, good. Okay. Right, all right. So this is important for water regulation. Another tip about water, when you leave your rig, turn your water off. You don't know what's going to happen when mm -hmm. you're gone. You don't want to swim Kids might turn inside. it up. You don't want to be swimming inside. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Next thing is the sewer hookup. Let's do sewers. Okay. This is always the most interesting topic. Um, I think it's important to have at least a 20-foot hose with you, sewer hose. But we also travel with another 10-foot hose that we can connect because the uh, distance certainly varies where you hook up your sewer hose. Mm -hmm. um, the differences that I've seen that... Here, let me get over on this side. Okay. To adapt to various sewer holes, if you will, mm -hmm. this is an old-fashioned, an older version where you actually twist the, the hose onto the connector and then place it into the sewer hole. I happen to prefer what we have here, which is an easy coupler. And notice the connection on the easy coupler is identical to the connections throughout the rest of the hose. It's just mm -hmm. easier to deal with. Right. The other thing you can do with this type of hose 
They have caps you can put on each end and shrink the, t the 10 foot or the 20 foot hose down, apply the caps and it becomes a vacuum. So the storage is, is wonderful. So it stays right together. Yes. Whatever it You're not dealing with spaghetti right. so much, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so that's uh, the sewer hose. The um, hookup here, you, in my, my rig at least, we have black on the right and gray on the left. Gray water is from your shower and your faucets mm -hmm. um, and your sinks, okay? And the right. black water is from the toilet. Right. So. Now what about leaving the, the, the uh, the valves open all the time. I mean, some people like to do that, and that's not what you should be doing. That's Is that right. correct? We're mm -hmm. not at home here. It's not like having an open line down to the, the sewer in a city. Right. So full hookup means that you want to be able to dump at will, but it's important to keep these valves shut. I've worked many times on, on motor homes and RVs that have left them open. Mm -hmm. What happens with the black water is that the liquid comes through, the solids stay. So when and the that's, solids, a that's a problem in mm -hmm. heat especially because it becomes more like cement. Right. So it's very important to keep that liquid in the black. We like this to fill up at least two-thirds, three-quarters, if not full full, right. before you dump. Mm -hmm. Now when we do dump, you'll want to dump black first, let it complete. Mm -hmm. Then you want to go with gray and let it wash it out. Yes. Which makes sense because right. that's like your soap suds and all. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that's tip a good tip in itself. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of times the, the black water, of course, doesn't fill up as fast as the gray because you've been taking showers. Mm -hmm. um, so what I suggest to people is that they capture the water they're using to wash dishes. Oh, okay, right. like in mm -hmm. a dishpan. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting that down, that sink, just simply walk it to the toilet. Dump it in. Dump it in, and you have a backwash. Right. So Plus you get a little bit of that soap in there that kind of helps clean right. the tank. Right. Mm -hmm. There's some really good products for this too. Of course, you want to use your toss-ins or your AquaChem or something of that nature mm -hmm. uh, after you dump and when you're starting up a new cycle. You'll want to use something like that for disinfectant. I also suggest to my customers that they consider this cocoa, cocoa lube. It's a cocoa oil, mm -hmm. and what this does, it keeps the uh, rubber valves soft mm -hmm. and the base of the toilet as well as there's rubber valves around these, these gateway right. valves, or rubber um, traders mm -hmm. around the gateway valves, and you want those to be soft. Right. Otherwise, if they crack, you have a leak, you yep. end up replacing either the seal in the toilet or the, uh, the valve. And that's a bigger problem. And that's a big problem. This, yeah. You just use this as directed. A couple ounces every once in a while does a nice job. Okay. Okay? Great. Very good. Good advice. Good okay, advice. Okay, good. And um, I think uh, we got everything set up. And um, I appreciate you doing this, Pat. I know we were going to talk a little bit about propane, but we're running out of time here. Okay. So maybe on another show we'll do that. We'll do that. And um, that's some great tips, and I hope you'll remember those because it could be a real problem if you don't do things in the right order and in the right manner on your RV. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you. For more information, contact Recreation Services at 812-272-4121 or at www.recserve.com. If you're a fan of American RVer or just tuned in for the first time, we'd like to hear your comments about the show. Email us at info at or go to the website and click on the Contact Us link.